0: Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the CyberPro Podcast, where industry leaders share their insights. Five questions in nine minutes. I'm, I'm super cool today. We have two guests, and I'm going to kick us off. Question number one, Luke, tell us who you are and what you do, and then Kyle, follow up.
1: So I'm Luke Thalen with the Michigan State Police Cyber Command Center for the last six and a half years. Uh, I am an IT specialist, and I handle all the forensics that come in to our shop for network intrusions, as that's what we primarily investigate uh, and whatever forensics that may pertain to and have a lot of fun doing it. I'm Detective Trooper Kyle Bowen with the Michigan State Police Cyber Command Center. I'm an enlisted member, so I handle more of the legal aspects of what goes on with the uh, serving search warrants or legal processes to companies, um, interviewing suspects, arresting suspects, and basically putting cases together and submitting them to the prosecutor's office for review for possible charges.
0: This is going to be great. I love, I love when we can get our service members, uh, especially our police officers, to be in part of these. So question number two, what's the best thing about being in cyber and IT?
1: So it's an ever-changing landscape, and uh, there's always something new and different that uh, we may or may not have expected. So criminals think differently, as we all know. And so then in turn, we have to adapt and then uh, try to stay ahead of. So when we give presentations or do whatever, we have to try to give people some insight as to how we think that the next step may occur and what we can do to help them and move along and keep their business operations functioning properly. So it's just uh, there's always something new and different to learn. So I really like that.
0: Exciting, exciting opportunities to never be bored. That's another way I've heard it. So question number three, I hear from other leaders in our industry that cybersecurity is a top concern. What what does that mean to you?
1: Uh, As always, it gets more and more traction uh, from organizations, the problems that we run into in those organizations run into typically budget restrictions as often that we've many times heard. Uh, Cybersecurity is one of those elements that it's hard to provide a dollar amount uh, for the ROI. making companies hesitant to spend thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, for their cybersecurity. And then more often not than not, cybersecurity professionals request additional resources, then they get denied. And next thing you know, there's a security event, then we get called in and help out. And next thing you know, they draft up a new budget and typically gets approved pretty quickly thereafter. Um, so it's, it's bodies and it's the equipment and the people that know how to do the job with that equipment. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, that's probably the first and foremost.
0: Okay. I like it. And I, I've had a lot of people talk to me about how cybersecurity is not only just important for, you know, saving people from breaches and, and, and hackers, but also from the budget aspect. So I appreciate you touching on that. Question number four, what piece of insight do you want to share with other cyber experts?
1: So one big thing that we at the state police cyber command center uh, do is information sharing. Um, We always like to, you know, we do, we we used to do a lot of presentations throughout the year and now things have obviously changed as we are here now. And that's not a bad thing. It's just adapting. And so we still always, you know, inform people uh, with that information sharing, whether it's IOCs indicators of compromise or it could be, reminding people to have backups, test the backups and logs and b- good password practices. And um, a lot of sharing on like Kyle, uh, Detective Trooper Bone was saying with uh, the legal aspect, a lot of people don't realize that, oh, I just did this one thing. And well, it turns out it's, it could be a felony. And so it's just, you know, informing people and sharing that information because we just can't do it alone. And we all know that too.
0: So I'm going to ask an add on question. Do you guys yeah. think that it's Easier to share information uh, as a public agency um, over our private enterprise uh, companies or commercial companies that are out there? Or do you think there's room for the, them both to talk to each other?
1: There's always room for both to talk, but it's nice from uh, the public sector side that we don't really have a bias on anything as far as, oh, well, we use this and we tell everybody else to use this. So it's kind of nice saying, well, we're not allowed to say what you're supposed to use, so we can just be a little more generic. But even with that, you can still kind of guide people. And it's more of, uh, it's not always the tools, it's the concepts and getting people to understand them that I think really gets the traction that is, is necessary in cybersecurity. It's not always just tools. Um, there's, there's tons of tools that can do the same thing. So it's not always that. It's getting the understanding and seeing that light bulb kick on and people um, to move forward as, like I said before, adapting.
0: I like it. And, and so one quick follow-up to that, is there a way that folks not in the public world could work with you? I mean, can they reach out to you and get best practices? Can they talk with you guys? Is that within the realm of possibility?
1: Absolutely. I mean, they're always, we're always, like I said, sharing information. We have newsletters that go out, whether it's just a little snapshot thing or, or a security awareness message. know just like a simple paragraph or it's a full-blown article that we write up based on readings and try to give people some insight. Uh, years ago we had done a securing Facebook and LinkedIn. And as we all know, the security settings change so dynamically and quickly that it's hard to keep up. So you know it's already dated, but you know it still could be a good understanding or point of understanding for people too. So
0: all right. I appreciate that and I, I thank you for that. I'm sure people will have a better understanding uh, and hopefully they can start to reach out a little bit more to, to our agencies in the field. So that's good. Last question. I'm going to get it from both of you this time. What's your favorite piece of retro technology that just makes you smile?
1: So there's so much out there as we can all test. And in talking to my team, uh, what kind of really came to mind was my Commodore 64 when I was growing up, that was uh, that was kind of a bit of a gateway for me. And uh, just, playing some games in those cartridges but also you know putting in the five and a quarter floppies and uh loading up the os so i could do whatever i wanted to do uh totally changed but still obviously makes you smile that's awesome i i I remember oregon trail and those type of games on that bad boy (laughs) kyle what about you Uh, mine would be the uh, nintendo 64 like playing the games on that those retro games so that's what i had growing up was the 64 nintendo 64 Nice little Mario Kart and some James Bond. Exactly.
0: (laughs) All right, guys, you did it. More than five questions in nine minutes. I always love having those folks that are serving. Uh, I appreciate you guys being out there and protecting us. Take a look at the other episodes and insights on the CyberPro podcast. My name is Rick and stay awesome, my friends. Thank you again. Thanks.